From the Three Story Method Podcast Network. This is the Serial Fiction Show. I'm Christine Daigle. And I'm J.P. Reinbush. Welcome to the Reader's Serial Fiction Show. Today, we've got a paranormal horror by Mae McCollum called We Came Here to Die. The Hartwood Asylum has been abandoned since the massacre of 1918. Nobody has been able to solve the mystery of what really happened at the asylum that caused so many to perish. And now, a hundred years later, there is a mysterious website that broadcasts a live stream video feed from the asylum whenever anyone dares to enter. Owen has become obsessed with the website and with the Hartwood Asylum. When he goes into the asylum and discovers the truth, his friends have no choice but to go in after him. Mae McCallum lives in the cold, snowy north with her husband and cranky dog, Natasha. Mae is afraid of many, many things, but luckily finds being afraid fun and has chosen to write horror primarily to scare herself. Nothing too gory, though, as guts make her queasy and she's prone to fainting. Her favorite subjects are monsters, demons, satanic rituals, parallel universes, ghosts, possessions, and killers. And now a sample of We Came Here to Die, Episode 1. Are you a child, Savinia? The website for the Hartwood Asylum asked all visitors that question. If they clicked yes, they could watch a live stream that broadcast the video feed from inside the asylum. The live stream wasn't 24-7. If you tried to watch when nothing was playing, then you'd only see a static picture of the exterior of the hospital. The live stream only started when someone entered the asylum. There was no notification system for when a live stream would start. Instead, there were people who would become watchers. These people watched the site and issued updates on social media. They would alert their followers and other forum members when a live stream had started. These people would also record the live stream, editing the best moments into short clips. Clips were shared all across the internet, the most gruesome, horrifying, or violent garnering the most attention. When the website first went up five years ago, the people recorded entering the asylum didn't realize how much danger they were in. Most of the people who came to the asylum were urban explorers. They were ghost hunters, graffiti artists, photographers, or drug addicts. In the early days of the site, the live streams occurred more often, and the victims were more unprepared for what they faced. Every video was different. Sometimes a single person or a small group would enter the asylum. They would climb in through a window sneak in through a back door, or enter through the front door. After they wandered in, the doors and windows would lock and seal behind them. Most visitors wouldn't realize they were trapped. Until later, when it was too late, the visitor would explore the asylum before being attacked and killed by one of the many terrifying entities. All while people watched it happen live on the internet. No one ever made it out of the asylum alive. No survivors. For a while, the clips and the people who watched the live streams kept to their own dark corner of the internet. 
The Heartwood Watchers created an online community for themselves. There, they discussed and debated the videos from the live stream, and they researched and pieced together history about the Heartwood Asylum. From that online community's research, speculations, and observations, a lore was created. That set of beliefs began to surround the asylum, and soon, even more people started to believe it. When one of the clips went viral, the Heartwood Asylum's website became more well-known. The general consensus of the internet was discussed, but many were also intrigued. Interest in the asylum ballooned. The forums were full of new viewers. And now, more people knew to stay away from the asylum. All right, before we talk to our author, Christine, yes. we, we got a sponsor. We do have a sponsor, and it's Pro Writing Aid. And even if you are not a writer, you should check it out because I use 100%. it for everything. I use it for my emails, I use it for work, you know, documents, so that I look like I know grammar and I know what I'm doing. Would you even say, uh, being super meta here, that the email that we sent to Pro Writing Aid used Pro Writing Aid? That's true. When we we wrote to them to ask them to be our sponsor, we used Pro Writing Aid to check the email. And I actually told um I told Lisa there at Pro Writing Aid, I'm like, I used it to check this email because we love it that much. Please be our sponsor. And I would never send anything out now without using it because it makes me look at least 20% smarter, maybe more. 100%. <laughs> I, I really love the tools and features and fun little add-ons that it has to other different devices so that you don't have to necessarily jump into the Pro Writing Aid platform to use it. Uh, that just makes it all the better. Mm -hmm. um, 100%. I love ProWriting Aid. It's so Me good. Too. You should check it out. And we have a discount yeah. code. For we do. It is Serial20. S-E-R-I-A-L-20. Woo, ProWriting right. Aid. Woo, ProWriting Aid. Let's go talk to our author. <laughs> okay. So, a haunted asylum where people go to experience the ultimate escape room, all on camera. What inspired you to write this serial? Um, well, I had the idea for like a slasher type story for a while um but actually what inspired me to write it and put it up on vela was my first serial that i had put up which i after i put it up i realized it wasn't working <laughs> as a serial and i needed to try again nice and and so your bio states that you like to write things that scare you what mm -hmm. draws you to writing things in the horror genre Oh, there's something about, I feel like, nightmares that are beautiful and fascinating and also bizarre and, and weird. And I think some of my best ideas come from my nightmares because they're also terrifying, but they're also interesting. And I think where, th where we're scared is where we're also kind of interested. And that's where I like to explore. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think that's true. So you said in your author notes that this is a good old-fashioned haunted house story with slasher elements. So haunted house stories have a lot of expected tropes. So did you stick to those, like including a pet, maybe a cranky dog named Natasha, or did you subvert the tropes or did you do a combination of both? Huh, I think I probably subverted a lot of them and didn't stick 
<laughs> stick to most of them. Um, you know, I kept them in. There's no escape, no way out. Um, didn't let anything from the outside in. Um, but I think, yeah, with like the, that it's all being recorded live and broadcast out and there's no sidekicks, no one coming to help them. Yeah. I think <laughs> kind of did my own thing. What kind of horror movies, uh, stories, films, uh, what draws you that kind of inspires what you write? I think like if I had to describe what I really enjoy reading and, and watching like film wise would be like kind of the slow burn. Um, and then, you know, to contrast the slow burn that like will get you like getting your head really well. And then also, you know, I like my slasher films. I like where I don't necessarily care about these people. I just kind of want to watch them die. Uh, so I like both of those two things. And I feel like, you know, I try to combine that. <laughs> so from that, what are your top three uh, horror movies? Oh, so my <laughs> all-time favorite that I don't know will ever change is The Shining. And I like the movie and the book. They're, they're really, they're different, but I like both of them. And I don't mind that they're different. I like them both. Um, and then I think, ooh, number two, I'm going to go with The Witch. Because... Oh, there's just so much about that that is disturbing and you don't realize it while you're watching it. But later, once you're done watching the movie, you're like, <gasps> and you because you remember something and it occurs to you and you're like, oh, gosh. And then <laughs> probably number three would be hereditary. <laughs> because like, I was not right. I was not okay for like a week after that movie. And I have never seen it again. And I don't want to see it again. So it definitely <laughs> accomplished that disturbing, that disturbing element. Yeah, Ari Aster, uh, Ari Aster really is a master with that slow burns. And then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm done with that. And The Shining is such a great pick. That really is like the ultimate haunted house story. And it, it did pretty well. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's the scariest horror situation to you? Um, well, my fears are claustrophobia. Like, that's, like, my thing. Um, so definitely anything with, like, you know, enclosed spaces. Like, I only watched The Descent, like, once, and I, I can't go back because of the, like, caves. Um, <laughs> and then also, like, claustrophobia, like, you're in a place that you can't escape. Like, psychological claustrophobia. Um, or where you're, like, trapped or mentally trapped. Um, so yeah, I don't like <laughs> small enclosed spaces. <laughs> and so you just decided to tackle that head on in your cereal and just have people trapped in there. <laughs> That's <Yes>. pretty brave. <laughs> I'm also really scared of like <laughs> the internet and my privacy being invaded. So also with the live stream added that in there. <laughs> Very much needing to, uh, to face your fears head on on the page. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So with this serial, do you have everything planned out or did you want to include some type of audience participation uh, where the story goes? Uh, how does that look? Hmm, I actually last week posted the rest of it in its entirety. So no, <laughs> I was not playing on anyone participating. Would have been cool, <laughs> but um, I'm very much, you know, what, what is it? Pantsers versus 
planners. I'm a planner. So I had like, you know, my little list of horrors where I had like character names and how they died all planned out. And that was kind of my outline. And then I went from there like, oh, it would be a good time for this person to go. And then they're going to go and now them. And so that's how I planned it out by deaths. I think it's a little bit easier to do a serial with a plan too, because at least then you know where you're going <laughs> when you're going to wrap up. Um, so what's one thing about this story that you want listeners to know or be excited about? Um, I think that like, you know, it's a, it's a serial, it's quick, it's fast. And then it's kind of still like that fun horror. Like it's still got the fun elements of a slasher. Like it's, it's, you know, serious people are dying and they're not, just jerks and you want to see them die, but it's still fun. So what kind of research went into crafting this world? Hmm. I'm going to say very little. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I really did any research directly. I, you know, like during quarantine, I've been really into um, like documentaries and like, you know, there's all the Nat Geo documentaries on, Disney Plus, and I was watching a bunch of documentaries on um, like typhoid hospitals uh, in Minnesota where they were treating people. Uh, and then I also watched a ridiculous amount of ghost hunters. So that's <laughs> probably where I was, that's where my head was at. I was like, oh yeah, I know everything about haunted asylums. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a really good template for serial fiction, too. So that's awesome. Uh, which character are you excited for readers to read about and why? Um, I think my favorite character who I had the most trouble um, parting with um, was my character Dixie, who is like a enters the asylum as, you know, an off-duty drag queen. Because um, <laughs> I love drag and I love drag queens and I wanted a character that you know was like an artist and really like vibrant and had a lot of personality and um yeah I think they were my they were my favorite character. Is there anything you haven't explored yet that you plan to or that you want to? I mean I'm always the kind of person that has like a ton of stories I story ideas in a book kind of like on the back burner waiting and I feel like with Vela, that some of them that I was kind of struggling with how to work it into like a, you know, a long form, like either a novel or a novella, that it's kind of going to be better in this format, in a serial format, especially now that I feel like I have kind of a, a flow going of how it should work and how it should read. Um, so I have a lot of <laughs> ideas um right now i'm thinking something with scarecrows because they are terrifying they are terrifying i thought <laughs> in, the, in the batman that was like the scariest character to me and with the psychological drugs anyway <laughs> so what do you like most about writing serial fiction um i think i've always i've tried to write so many novels and just i i don't have the attention span i don't i can't go the distance. So the most I've been able to do is novellas because I, I kind of need things to be like quick and fast. And I like that, especially with, I feel like horror no, um, serials, my episodes can be quick and fast and that will be satisfying because something scary happened. 
someone died or you learned a piece of the mystery or something like that. And you're not going to be like, Oh, I wish there was more because it's, you know, it's a different format. It should be quick and fast and fun. Excellent. Well, thank you for sitting down and chatting with us about your cereal. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Our thanks today to Mae McCollum for letting us share their episode. If you liked it, you can read the first three episodes free on Kindle Vela. The link is in the show notes. Also, if you're a writer, we have a companion podcast, The Writer's Serial Fiction Show, where we talk with authors about their stories and discuss the elements of writing compelling serial fiction. We want to thank you for listening to The Reader's Serial Fiction Show. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, send them your favorite episode link. And if you want to leave an Apple podcast review, we read all of them and take your suggestions. You can also leave a comment on this episode on our website, serialfictionshow.com. Finally, we now have a Patreon where you can get serial fiction show episodes early and other great stuff we have tons of things in the works check it out at patreon.com slash serial fiction show thanks and we'll see you next time with another serial fiction episode and that's, and that's a wrap, a wrap. Today, we've got a paranormal horror story by Mae McCallum called We Came Here to Die. The Heartwood... Stop it. What are you doing? <laughs> Didn't you tell me to do this? No, I said I was going to do the first part and you do the bio. Because I do the reading. <laughs> do, you, do you really want to do the beginning? No? Okay. You're like, no, I'm muted. Okay. Are we doing the well? Oh, whatever, I'm doing it. Welcome to the Reader Serial Fiction Show.